0: Are you plagued by nighttime intrusions of slaughter?
1: Is that shadow moving, or is the sun just in the wrong place today? Has your
2: local zoo replaced its animals with slightly unbelievable automata overnight?
0: If so, you too may have stumbled into the... Conspicuously
2: inconspicuous. This must be quick. Time is as short as a pig's wingspan. Shh, you remember what happens when he gets upset? Of course. Luckily, I have a voice-activated audio transcribing device that I always carry with Zara me Sarah
1: recorded everything that happened in the House Between Houses. Was I being long-gassed? Always. Just play it and let them listen and that'll bring them up to speed. Guys, I think it's
0: starting. I can smell colours. And... Uh- Sarah's thinking about using horse entrails as a means of levitation. Fuck, he's already reading minds. Wow, that
1: guy really did have a
0: nice penis.
1: That's, That's not, not for me. me. D- Jesus, we've got to solve this or it'll be even worse than normal. Panic accelerates the process. Don't let him know that he's dying. Do you not think I don't know that?
0: Why are you guys thinking about who gets my PlayStation? Oh, shit,
1: shit. Okay, just press play and let's go. Shouldn't we have, like, 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 help him before we're doing this? No, this is why we did this. We have to warn people.
3: So no one told you what to expect when you bashed in our wall. Uh,
1: no, no, they just
2: uh, we we did one of those tests. Oh yeah, uh, it told us we were miserable.
0: And how empty we are inside. That the nights are the hardest and loneliest as we struggle to sleep, knowing how truly alone we are.
3: Bloody hell, they're laying it on thick these days. Still, you found us, and that's what matters. So, um, what
2: are we here for? All in good
3: time, young sir. All in good time. Now. We have centres like this one all over the world. Dozens in a single city.
2: Why do you need
1: so many?
3: Ah, oh, well, that is a level three question. You're not even full initiates yet. What I can tell you right now is that all of them are identical. Right now we're in the main hall. Are you having
2: some sort of party? Ooh, free
3: bar. In a manner of speaking.
2: And you all sleep here?
3: Ikea bunk beds, cosy.
1: And what if you want, uh, maritals? Do you mean shagging?
3: We're all celibate. It's part of the ritual. Oh fuck off! Excuse me.
1: Well, it's always the same, isn't it? Sex is a sin. Sex is evil. Sex distracts.
3: No, we uh, we, we just don't want the babies to explode.
2: And why would there be babies, <laughs> let alone exploding vans? And and
1: and what if you're gay
2: or just doing hand stuff or mouth stuff?
3: Uh, the ritual makes us uh, hyper virile. All sexual contact leads to procreation.
1: Wait, so even if you use the back door? Or
2: if there's two men or women? Or three women, a donkey, and a long weekend in Rio? Oh, yes. I did an experiment of that nature once. Dog stomachs are not designed for embryos.
3: And with the accelerated growth, and vis a vis too much work growing on at the time, and then babies exploding. So, tell me about yourselves.
2: What a helpful scene-transition. So, I
1: only met these guys recently? I don't know why you want to record this. No one else has believed me. I've already told the police god knows how many times, and they said about a million things that all meant calm down, dear. (laughs) They stop when I threaten to use their truncheons as strap-ons and thread them together into a human sexipede. Oh, and the coffee in their faces got a nicer person after that. A psychiatrist. Human x-ray they called him. Able to tell exactly how a person was crazy and how to fix them. (laughs) If you go to the toilet you can probably still hear him crying. Guess he didn't see any crazy in me. Just truth. The crying in the toilet is the easy part. In two days he'll try to kill himself. He'll either succeed or well he'll be here getting recorded by you two I suppose. Okay. Fine. I work in this dive bar hotel, you know, a minimum of two statues of naked women in the bar, framed erotica in every room. Think of everything associated with the word class and then picture the exact opposite. You say a little prayer every time you get in the lift and you're never entirely sure if it's because you want to arrive safely or if you want the cable to snap and plunge you to your death, if only so you never have to see the pattern on the carpet again. And they think what I saw that night made me crazy. Try staring at that monstrosity of a pattern day in, day out, shift on shift with no day off. It was as if Bosch did interior design. And the smell? It was like smoke and decay and and rot. Oh, and spunk. So much spunk. So I was working the late shift. And it was about... 3am, I guess. Quiet night. Not even the odd seedy affair needing a quick room. Sort of felt like I was the only person awake in the whole world. Like being in a bubble. Not even traffic or light outside the window. Just quiet. And of course, right as I'm settling in to the boredom, a customer comes in, plonks his bag right on the desk. I must have been half asleep because it jolted me. You know that feeling when you're almost asleep? like falling that wakes you back up. It was that, right there. So, (laughs) naturally, I look at the bag, feeling the hatred come out of my eyes, wishing it would burst into flame for daring to walk in. And then, the bag blinks. It didn't have eyes, but it blinked. Yes, I know, but it did. And then, I look up at this guy, and it's like he's looking right through me, at... No. Scratch that. He was looking right through me, eyes going all over the place as if well, as if he'd never used them before. That's what it looked like. That wobbly uncertainty of riding a bike for the first time. Can I help you? I asked in my best retail voice. Honey to hide the disdain with just the right inflection to let the customer know that yes, they are being inconvenient. And his eyes started to drift back towards each other at that point, as if my voice had activated them. Almost expected to hear a ping. He placed his hand on his bag, and then it went all to shit. He opened his mouth, yawned like a snake unhinging his jaw, and something slithered out. It was this thick, black mass, pulsating and veiny. No... It wasn't a cock, it, it was covered in all these little growths, small appendages that waved and searched in the air. And on the end of each one was a body part, small ones mind, an eye here, a nose there, an ear, even, and I swear this is true, a fucking mustache quivering in the air like it was under the nose of a tantruming fat man. And I know, in that second, I knew that this 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 mix-and-match man had been collecting facial features, and it wanted mine. Suddenly, the thing shot forward, and I could feel the little pinky fingers that surrounded the end feeling at my lips, forcing them open. In seconds, it was in my throat, choking me, trying to suffocate me. I was dying, and my most clear thought was, fuck me, this tastes awful. Like rancid milk blended with dog turds. And desperate, my hands started searching for something, anything, to use as a weapon. And they clutched at something long, thin, and pointed a big pen. Oh, it'll do. I mean, you can get stabby with those. Clutching at it, feeling my life slip away, my one chance at salvation in my hands. I pull back, muscles tensing to put every inch of force I can muster into driving the ballpoint right into that thing's brain. And then I feel it stop. Inches off the countertop, as useless as air holes in a condom. My fucking cheap-ass manager has chained it to the counter like we're on the fucking Ritz and has condemned me to death in doing so. Oh, The indignant rage at dying to save my boss on pennies clenches my jaw. I clamp down and let out an incoherent scream and I feel flesh. Give. Appendages severed. Little writhing, maggoty things rolling on my tongue. I swallow, gone, bite again, break the surface of the central mass. And a hot, disgusting, soupy discharge fills my mouth. Dishwater from a tramp's yearly wash. I hear the thing scream with my head and, and not my ears. The central trunk is gone from my mouth and I'm coughing choking and spluttering at nothingness. My vision is blurry from tears, and when everything stops swimming, the man and his bag are gone. I'm drenched. I stink. But other than that, nothing to show he even existed. (laughs) Which brings us to the part where you give me a sympathetic look and fuck off, right? Make some little notes, throw around some words like unreliable and PTSD. Not quite.
4: No, no, listen if I die?
2: When you die?
4: Thanks. When I die. I want to be buried in a glass coffin.
2: A glass coffin? Yeah.
4: Like Snow White.
2: So would you also like dwarfs to carry you through the grave? No. Hey ho! Hey ho! And near the earth you go. No! <laughs> I could poison an apple for you. Oh shut up! You wanted to be Snow White. No. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be buried in a glass coffin. Uh, you can't have a glass coffin. You have to have wood because glass doesn't rot. Oh
4: no. No. I meant just for the funeral. Then they can prevent me or something. You know, when nobody's looking.
2: Oh, okay. Yes,
4: I want to lie in my glass coffin on a bed of flowers. Right. With my bedougals around me. What? Like you... little angels to take me to heaven.
2: You only have one bedougal? At
4: the moment. But he's already Prince Lutterpuff the Fifth, and I'm hoping for many more.
2: Don't let him hear that. Um... The princess of fluffy Batch, one till four are already dead though, aren't they?
4: Yes, of course. I wouldn't want 11 aliens to be buried with me.
2: He'd get scared. Um, so you're planning on digging them up again, are you?
4: What? Oh, no, no. That would be gross and, and very disrespectful. No, I've kept them. Kept them? Yes, of course. What else was I meant to do?
2: Um. Put them in a shoebox and bury them. We don't
4: have a garden.
2: Well, throw them in the I can't
4: throw the Princess Flutterpuff in the bin!
2: Right, so, so where are they now? In the freezer. In our freezer. Well, I didn't want them to start smelling. In our freezer! They'll have to be my
4: pristine little angels. In our freezer?! Yes! That's the only freezer I yeah. yeah. own! Well, co-own. What are you pointing your tentacles at me like that for? I keep my mind worm cream in there! Oh, well, don't worry! They're all sealed away in an old ice cream tub. Princess Flutterpuff, first and second, share the strawberry one. Those two I had together, so I didn't want to part them in the freezer, you know. It's so cold and dark in there. Well, <laughs> until someone opens the door. And Prince Flutterpuff, the third, is in mint for chocolate chips. He died pretty young, even for a doodle, so he was still in mint condition. <laughs> Do <you get> it? <laughs> and, and Princess Flutterpuff, the fourth, is chocolate. He was a bit of a dark one, that one. So I thought it'd be fitting. Gemma, is everything okay? The tentacles are turning orange!
2: I told you, I can't keep my mind well, cream near meat! Excuse me!
4: The princes aren't meat, they are my meat. little angels! Why, Why you suddenly growing fangs!
5: <gasps> it was a nice
0: funeral, wasn't it? A good send off
5: Yes. Very moving. Just. I know, I know. What was she thinking? I know, I know. A glass coffin? It was as if she stared at me through the entire sermon. This I... eye. The blessing here that you had been gouged out during the fight.
0: I know. And those cuts across her face. So unfortunate the skin flap across her forehead slipped off when it did.
5: Her poor father. And those red marks across her cheeks? She had red marks across her cheeks. Her bum cheeks? You could just about see them from underneath. I believe they were left from the suction cups of the tentacle. Tragic. And the windpipe sticking out the side. Those undertakers really should have closed her mouth tighter. I'm sure I heard a draught rattling in there somewhere. I heard that too. Like a moan, wasn't it? Almost sensual.
2: More
0: than sensual (laughs) and very unfortunate.
5: The poor family. Well, it's what she would have wanted. (laughs) I know, I know. So tragic. I'm just glad that they cleaned out her intestines, though. Oh, me too. Could you imagine the stench? With everything laid open, pulled out, slashed apart? Very
6: unfortunate.
5: And those empty stumps where the hands would have (laughs) been? I
0: heard the police had to withhold them for evidence.
5: Yes, but the police
0: still have the right one. Analyzing the defensive wounds.
5: Tragic. What happened? Very tragic. Makes you wish she had died neater, you know? For the sake of the family. A heart attack. Or a stroke. Knife to the back so they could have hidden the wound. Cancer.
0: Diagnosed too late so that we wouldn't bother with chemotherapy. For the hair, you know.
5: Such a tragic death. Oh, you really would have wished for something neater. Did she get the ice cream tips? Yes, yes, of course. Those were one of her specific wishes. Why? She must
0: have really loved ice cream.
1: Thank you for coming in today. We really appreciate it. The work of think tanks is invaluable for our government. Now that we have managed to stop the spread of Virus C, we, as a nation, need to decide how we are going to deal with the victims of Virus C.
0: Kill them all, starting with that
1: one. I will be here to mediate the discussion as this is an emotional issue for many of us. We've all had friends and family among the victims of Virus C, and also among the victims of the victims of Virus C. So how should we deal with this crisis?
4: Brains!
1: Yes, quite.
0: <clears throat> I'm not sure. I'm um, quite comfortable with this,
3: this lady's presence.
1: Oh, don't worry. The lady has been fed this morning and, <laughs> as you can see, we have secured her to her chair for our protection. Why is that thing even here? For a think tank to be of use, we need a broad representation. Only like 1% of the population are zombies. They are not zombies.
0: Brains. Could have fooled me.
1: If we could please stick to the politically correct nomenclature of Victims of Virus C. Oh, bloody hell. Please?
0: Fine, fine.
1: In any case, we thought, since your recommendation to the government will greatly inform on the fate of this uh, lady's, um, species. Brains. We should
2: involve one of them in the discussion. I don't like how you're already establishing a them and us. It's bias. It is them and us, though. People, like this lady, have contracted a virus that has impaired their brains. brains. Yes, thank you. Their brains. We wouldn't show such bias against any other patient with brain damage.
0: Other brain damaged people don't attack your nephew, and his Brains. Yes, thank you.
2: I don't think she understands. Of course she doesn't bloody understand. She's a zombie. A victim of virus C. Whatever. It's... Quite a mouthful, so um, maybe we could use the abbreviation VBZ. I can't see a reason why not.
0: Fine by me.
2: Back to your point, though... There are cases where brain damage leads to dangerous behaviours. And in those cases, we are understanding of the circumstances and don't attribute blame to the individual.
0: No, we lock them up, though. And we don't let them participate in think tanks. Brains.
2: Well, the lady is constrained. She isn't free to roam. And we are all vaccinated here, aren't we?
0: Yeah, the idiots from the anti-vax lobby all died during the first
2: month. They aren't dead. God's sake. They are brain damaged. Look at her. brain. She's a zombie. VVC. You can't tell me there's still a person in there. She's dead. Would you say the same thing about a comatose person? You can wake up from a coma. You know what I mean. And comatose people don't feed on... Brains. Yes, thank you. My brother is a VVZ. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but that is not your brother anymore. He is my brother... He will always be my brother. He might not remember that, but I do. He has been damaged by virus Z, but he is still a human being. He is still my brother. Brains.
1: Right. So so back to the discussion, what are we going to do about the VVCs?
0: Well, if we are comparing them to comatose people, and I mean really comatose people, can we euthanize them?
1: Excuse me? A die is feasible to gain consent for that. Brains. Consent? Well, yeah, a person in a coma has to have given consent for their machines to be switched off prior to becoming comatose.
0: Loads of my friends said they'd rather die than be a... Zo- VVZ.
2: Written, consent. Oh, bloody hell! Considering that V V Z still have some verbal skills, I doubt consent from before the outbreak would count. Okay, so if we do let them live, I want them properly locked up. I don't deny that we have to put them in a protected environment, but we need to treat them as victims of disease. They need care.
0: Uh, <clears throat> just Just one question, if I may. How are we going to feed them? Last I read was they only eat... Brains! Yes, thank you. Human... Brains! Yes, thank you. They don't go for animals.
1: Yes, the latest experiments have shown that VVCs cannot digest animal... Why isn't she saying it for me?
0: Who's going to provide those... Brains!
2: Organ donation... I'm not sure people would sign up to that. Hell no. Only until we have found a way to synthetically grow brains, food that is fit for their consumption. You can live in your fluffy pink reality all you like, where zombies- VVC-
0: Where Vuvuzailas get free food, while our veterans are life, living on the streets. But I'm asking you this, who is going to pay for it all? Uh, They're sick people, who do you think? Oh no, 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 no. What? They are not having brains on the NHS.
1: Day, sir. Welcome to Berta's Secondhand Funeral Supplies, the only funeral supplier in the South with bargains to die for. How can I help you?
0: Uh, hello. I'm looking for...
1: Faded lilies? Only two previous owners, both deceased now. A woman bought them when she buried her husband, and then one week later her children recycled them for their mother's funeral. A very emotional touch, if you ask me.
0: No, I want a...
1: Pre-written eulogy? We've got eulogies for all kinds of people. Trust me, you don't want to write one yourself. Ours are pre-tested on real mourners. Very moving.
0: You misunderstand. What I need is... One
1: of our original Victorian corpse dresses? Antique is in these days, and most of the stains the previous wearers have left do wash out rather marvellously.
0: No, I am looking for a coffin. A coffin? Yes, a coffin.
1: Sir, you do realise that this is a second-hand funeral supplier?
0: Do you do coffins?
1: Well, yes, but... Then
0: I'd like a coffin, please.
1: All of our products have been pre-used, sir.
0: That is usually what second-hand means, isn't it?
1: And you would like one of our second-hand coffins?
0: Yes, we are on a tight budget, so we can't afford a new one.
1: Not a particularly nice relative, then, sir. What? Well, it is already somewhat tricky, maintaining the dignity of a deceased loved one with a limited budget, but putting them in a second-hand coffin... Oh no,
0: the coffin is for me.
1: Oh, dear, I, I am very sorry to hear that, sir. I mean, surely there are many good things to live for, even if money is tight?
0: No, you misunderstand. I'm not planning to be buried any time soon. Not actually, anyway. We're a small-scale touring theatre company. We need a cheap coffin. I'm playing victim zero. Brains.
1: Mm, Most frightening, sir.
0: It's a shit play based around the virus C outbreak 50 years ago. But they are paying equity rates. Couldn't turn it down.
1: I see.
0: They want to put me in a cardboard box, though. Can you believe that?
1: My condolences?
0: Yeah, so I said I'd get us a cheap coffin. What have you got to offer?
1: Well, there is the 2070 Dark Oak, rest in peace. Only 300 toenails.
0: Do you have something cheaper?
1: Of course. the twenty sixty nine resting angel casket in Canadian redwood. It was used by teenager, but I reckon you would fit in it. Only two hundred and twenty toenails.
0: It needs to be on the sixty toenails. Oh.
1: All right, sir. There is the twenty fifty five distant Auntie's pine box. Nicely aged wood by now. Only thirty five toenails, sir.
0: Sounds great. What does the year in the name stand for?
1: When it was buried.
0: Ah, and when has it been, um, uh, uh, excavated?
1: It hasn't yet, sir. However, if you would like us to do the digging for you, that will be a service charge of 120 toenails.
3: So, you're like, uh, reporters then?
2: Something like that.
3: Brilliant! You'll be able to spread our message.
2: And what exactly is your message? Well,
3: we have this song.
2: Great. Just great. It's short,
3: and it makes the exposition more digestible. Everyone ready? Ready! Ready! One, two, one, two, three, four... Mm -hmm.
6: Is dying. It's dying. All their people are crying. <laughs> their God asked us to open a door. Open a door. His game. His game, but he needs a little help. You see, from you and me, from folks like Opening a door it's not even though I said that before you wish thought
4: that through
6: it needs a sacrifice. What from us? Each one of us will be giving up their life. right thing to do. Okay? They need somewhere to live. It's a small thing to give. Uh, when Tol talk will reward Tol-tok. faithful servants of his horde. So we mixed up a punch It has a hell of a punch Do you see what we did there? Yes, you see It makes your stomach churn All the chemicals that burn Boiling up to form the door But it leaves your guts oh, the floor!
4: Over the floor? <clears throat> Sorry.
2: Wait, what? You made a drink that makes you explode? So people from another dimension can walk
3: through? That's about the short of it.
2: That's insane! Yeah, it's
3: basic physics! Conservation of matter! Us exploding creates space in this dimension for new matter to enter. It also allows mental access to other dimensions, so there's no secrets around here once the mind reading kicks in. On that note, make sure you don't turn your back on Jeff.
2: I suppose if you are all consenting... Crazy people can't consent! It is an impressive chemical reaction.
3: And a controlled environment. Stress, and anything that causes gastric distress, could accelerate the process, causing a reaction before the appointed time. Hence the relaxing music, pillow embankments, and kitchen cuddle stations.
2: You really know your stuff, Mr... Stop being impressed! This is
1: nuts! We don't even know if it's people coming through. Well, at least it's
2: contained. Only
3: until Tuesday. Tuesday? It's going in shops. We are on Dragon's Den.
2: Uh, Mendy, I think it's time we left. These crazy bastards are going to kill people! And we can discuss this elsewhere, when we're not surrounded by such... Such lovely people. Oh, 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 yes. Uh, thank you for
1: your hospitality. We'll just collect our other friend and be on our way.
2: Oh, no. What now? He went to a free bar. Oh, no. He's uh, been
1: drinking the punch. We've got to find him and get out of here.
3: Hey, where are you going? No matter some people. Oh, oh, <laughs> finally, I'm becoming a...
2: Welcome to your new reality. I assume you would like a shower? Yes, please. All hail Tolltock.
1: All
0: All hail hail Tolltock!
2: Does your toilet have opposable thumbs? Uh no. Well then you need to get to your local Wilson's Utility home store.
4: Why though? My toilet works fine.
2: Oh, you need a Wilson's Utilities thumb toilet. The only toilet on the market right now that will give you a prostate exam whilst you're pooping. <gasps> ah! <Ooh. laughs>
0: Wilson's Utilities Thumb Toilet, the least invasive thumb toilet available on the market today. Wilson's Utilities is not responsible for avoiding, prolapsing or loss of bowel control. However, if you do experience bowel control, do consider Wilson's Adult Diapers. The only adult diaper are discreetly turned from white to brown and back again.
1: Wilson's Opposable Thumb Toilets.
0: Functionally Dysfunctional Presents Conspicuously Inconspicuous Written by Jeremy Linnell and Sarah Hartle Performed by Mandy Rose, Jeremy Linnell and Sarah Hartle Additional voices by Sully Burgess, Peter McDermott, James Cook, and Alora Smith. Music by Sully Burgess. Sound engineers, Alora Smith and Sully Burgess. With thanks to Bridgen College.
1: I just need to close everything. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it oh like that. God. I mean, I'm just to shut up. Okay. Ooh. Oh, do not put that in.